What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Kiss My Angelus. As always, I'm Sarah B., the Sleepy Bandit, and today is part one of a two-part conversation about race and class. Joining me are three amazing young individuals, the very talented Courtney Lindsay, the lovely and articulate Jasmine Samuels, and the fiercely outspoken Noelle Tarifi, who also happens to be my cousin. In order to allow the conversation to flow organically, we're going to fade right in, and be sure to stick around at the end of the show for a really dope freestyle from Courtney, a.k.a. Sunwo love let's get right to it oh well it was interesting i live in pasadena (laughs) Pasadena, Uh, california yeah that's where you live yeah oh i thought for some reason you said uh burbank no you want to know something interesting about pasadena tell me so i joined when i was looking for a place to like volunteer slash mentor whatever i was looking for kinship with women Mm -hmm. i joined the junior league anyway we did this tour of pasadena Mm. and i had always said that Pasadena was one of those cities where like you could like it was like really low income and really high income. Like yeah, the sure. difference there was, no middle. was huge. Yeah. And so on the tour, they said that the reason it's like that is because the early settlers made their workers and slaves like live in a different part of town. Mm-hmm. And then it just like evolved from there. So it's yeah, it's completely interesting. Like, very interesting. Race disparity. Speaking yeah. Of race, very like and, the two. Uh, financial disparity. Yeah. Sure. Two extremes. There's like multi-million dollar houses like mm-hmm. a Up few in the hills. blocks away yeah. from… Yeah. You know, it's like South Pasadena chain link fences and North Pasadena. Yeah. Like South Pasadena, you'll go and see like actors and actresses and whatnot. You go to North Pasadena, and you know, it's more the hood side. And yeah, more <laughs> the and that's side. just like one city. It's not even a big city. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. So I mean, you can kind of say the same thing about Pomona and Phillips Ranch. I mean, it's all Pomona, really, when you think about it. Yeah, it is all Pomona. But I don't no. think the disparity is as huge though. You don't I think, think so? Like Phillips Ranch still isn't like. Wealthy, like, and it also yeah, like didn't, wealthy. didn't yeah, Phillips Ranch? Wealthy. It's like middle class. Yeah, didn't that evolve? Like Pasadena's after, wealthy. like you know what I mean? I feel like Pasadena. It's been there for a long yeah, time. Like yeah, like its whole inception was separate, and well, it yeah. just like continued to be completely separate. Yeah, yeah. which is crazy. And we were just talking Pomona's about that. Been with, there like, for a thing. long time, though. Yeah, a long, long, long How time. Phillips Ranch was a actual ranch or farm started by like a Mexican migrant worker or something like that, if I can remember correctly. That's how it started, but it's been there for a while, but Pomona, obviously. His name was Philip. Philip. His name was Philip, actually. His name was Philip. Do you guys, like, fight the urge to constantly, like, dissect the history of stuff of, like, people who are like, oh, that Pasadena's so rich. Actually, you know, the history of... I do, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) I do. Because every time I say I live in Pasadena, they're like, oh, yeah, I love Old Town. I'm like, no. It's not just Old Town. I live, like, North Mm -hmm. Pasadena, but it's still beautiful. I love it, like, culture-wise. Yeah, that was where my CrossFit gym, like, he was, like, working out of the house, so he kind of lived more in in the North area, Mm -hmm. I guess, technically, yeah. It's, like, North of Old Town, right? I don't know, direction very yeah, 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 yeah. Off the freeway, you yeah. start using, like, directional. I know. Why is that? I don't say east or west oh to me. I don't know what that means. But, it, like, it's the I'm same terrible. thing with, like, Phillips Ranch. <laughs> like, when I meet somebody and, you know, like, they'll ask you where are you from. And then I'll be like, oh, I'm from Phillips Ranch. Oh, you're from the white area of Pomona. You know, like, that's the response that I get when really, like, Phillips Ranch is pretty diverse when you think about it. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, like, uh, Super diverse. your neighbors are not all... Neighbors to the right, Hispanic. Neighbors to the left, Asian. You know? Do you think it's just people consider everybody that's not black white yes i think that's part of it and i think that they think that like you you know if it's a nice neighborhood it has to be all white yeah Yeah. and then like what do you think about like the gentrification aspect because like northwest pasadena they're trying to raise rent and raise um property prices Mm -hmm. so like slowly it's becoming less black and less hispanic you know yeah. I think that's like in all cities across the board, yeah. especially like Inglewood and Sure. Yeah. It's yeah, just they're trying to whiten the areas, you know, make them nicer and it's like make them nicer and keep everybody there. Why is like yeah. nicer I mean? mean like white? Yeah, that's like, but that's why how, is that? yeah. that's how it's always been. Like no, white is. is equated to like right and yeah. black is always equated to yeah. like bad. You Dude, know, it was crazy. Yeah, like sure. I magic. yeah, exactly. Black magic. I saw like mm-hmm. a family friend, like an, an older you know, definitely like in our 60s or whatever. And we were talking about like 
property and they were looking for property. And she was like, you know, like in a place that's, you know, not too like Mexican. And like, I'm always kind of like, I don't know why older people always feel like they could just be racist and it's okay if you're not the yeah. racist person you're talking about. And But then I'm also like, like <laughs> yeah, but it's like, okay, so where... You know, then there's there also the thing it's like they're crossing, but yeah, they're not. Ever. I felt like that was even though like she kind of lowered her voice a little, but I was like, <clears throat> why are you? You know what I mean? But like I don't, nobody's around. around. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Like if you're lowering your voice, like you know that you're being kind of like inappropriate and yeah. whatever. But but then I get to a thing where like I don't know if you guys feel like this, where the older a person is, the more I'm like they're losing it. It's over. Yeah, like yeah, I don't know yeah, how yeah. much you of you I'm gonna them. change. You yeah, can't. you definitely can't after a certain age change somebody's outlook. I mean, you can try, mm. but at the end of the day, they're going to yeah, think the way that they want to think. I think that a lot of the people who are in the baby, baby boomer generation and just, I don't know, like 45 and up, like they've seen so much in, in just like with racial boundaries right. and everything like that. So it's like, you can't tell them anything. We, we've lived a little more privileged than a lot of people. And we've been, you know, in these schools, we didn't have to think about, oh, I'm mm. the black kid at school. They not, they don't want us to be there as well. Like mm -hmm. they did when it was segregation and when they were bringing everybody mm -hmm. back. So they have kind of like maybe a little chip on their shoulder and mm -hmm. a little sure. bit, I'm not to say that it's justified in them being mm -hmm. racist, but they've endured so much. Yeah. Or like seen a lot of change in the past like 50 years. Yeah. And I mean, you but know, I think like, they should know, I think it should be better, you know? Well, okay, what about mm. this? Like, uh, okay, they're older, but like, d does that ever come into conflict? And like, if you work for somebody that's in that age range and they're, and they're, a white. Wi they're white, you know what I mean? And they might have those conceptions because of their upbringing, but it does affect, you know, their interactions mm. with for sure. I think, your generation. I think the, not elite, but people who are CEOs and they're white and they're male and, you know, they've mm. reached a certain level of success. So whatever they say kind of goes at the end of the day. So, like, I worked in a really big company a few years ago and, you know, I was one of four or five black people and one <coughs> of two black people in my department. But mm. it's like they, they feel like if they hire you on, they've kind of met that quota and they're not being any type of way. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm, like, hey, mm -hmm. we have two right. black people in our staff. Like, we're diverse. But what about I their, feel like, like they have to just meet the status quo. But in the, in the back of their minds, they can really still, you know, kind of. Yeah, like, does that exhibit, like, what about when you interact with them? I mean, did you interact with them? Yeah. I mean, I understand that maybe, like, on a PR standpoint, they could be like, dude, it, we have black people working here. Yeah. But, like, how was it? Like, have you guys experienced that where, like, you had, like, a superior who was from a generation that might be a little bit more closed-minded? And that's Definitely. what I'm saying. Like, for me, it was, like, the, it was hard to, like, try to, like, undo this woman's, like, preconceived notions about these people. And it was also, like, oh, my God, like, where do I even start? But then you, sometimes you can't avoid it because you're in a situation of, like, authority mm -hmm. and that. Yeah, you're not going to argue with your boss. Like yeah. yeah. Of course. Of course. Or try to tell I mean, them something about, you know. Yeah. I just got a phone call from a good friend. Her name is Jasmine also. And she has been working for this financial company for the last like three years. And she has to speak with a lot of the same people on the phone, with you know, certain accounts and she has to deal with them, but they've never met her in person. So they had a company party and where a lot of the clients uh, came in. So they met her for the first time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, she called me actually pretty shocked after the party because they were like, Jasmine, oh my God, that's you that I've been talking to every day? Like, I wouldn't expect you to look like this. And, you know, pretty much they didn't think she was black because of the way that she spoke at, mm -hmm. you know, hinting that you, if you sound, if you speak properly, you're not black, you're white. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they were pretty surprised that that was her over the phone. And, and then they asked her, like, how did you get the job? Like, questioning like her credibility and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like her experience of like, did you know, they were asking like, did you know somebody? Like, how did you you know, um, how did you, get, you know, get this job pretty much? And she was just pretty shocked. And um, and they even went as far as like touching her hair and oh, yeah. yeah, like, like, oh, wow. Like, what is this? And like, it, I don't think they know that they're, Being you know, that it anyway. makes people uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but it really does because she called me very upset, you yeah. know, yeah. Like, right after the party. That happens a lot. Yeah, and I think it's like interesting to remember that if you meet somebody who's like, like you said, a baby boomer who has gray hair, they remember not being able to drink from the same water fountains. Exactly. They right. remember, mm -hmm. or on the other hand, they remember 
seeing lynchings mm -hmm. and being part of that like lynching party. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. yeah. And uh, I think we kind of forget about that. Yes. They're do still you, living right now. Do yeah. you see that on the on the same side, like on elders who are yes. black, who are... That's what I'm... Yeah, on the both oppressed sides. and the sure. oppressors. And I'm not saying right. that all white people are oppressors because they're mm -hmm. not. But when people say that racism doesn't exist, I'm like... Most a lot of these people are still alive that yeah. were part of participating in this kind of stuff. So if they spent the first forty years of their lives disliking a whole, you yeah. know, race, how do you expect them to just completely change just, their mindset? Yeah, it's the same as like our thought life. Like you know, if I spend twenty five years of my life being scared of dogs mm -hmm, mm -hmm. or being scared of people, and now all of a sudden like I have to completely shift the way I think, it's it's not. It's going to be a challenge. It's definitely you know. Be a and then and then what you said about like. Um, you know how a lot of these CEOs in position of power, they don't. A lot of people say reverse racism, mm -hmm. and I'm sure it happens to you a lot because mm -hmm. you're very vocal on Facebook. You know? <laughs> oh, it happens every day. <laughs> every moment. And they're like, "You're really the racist one," <laughs> but in reality, like, no, because you're not. You're not a CEO. You yeah, know what I mean, so exactly. Like, you're not about. To I'm hire not the you, oppressor. Right? I'm not. I'm not setting these. Like, I'm not creating systematic oppression. Like, I. Yeah. Of course, we can all be. Stereo, prejudice. you know, right, prejudice right. and have certain stereotypes. And that's something that we can't help. I mean, we could try, but right. everybody has that. And you know what? I, I definitely hear that all the time with, um, like, it's just, like in the struggle of like the man versus woman thing and like, mm -hmm. well, you're, you're against men or whatever. But I think that, I mean, I feel like quite the opposite where because it negatively affects this side of the equation, mm -hmm. I'm more likely... It seems in my conversations with a lot of guys or whatever to seek out the information, seek out the history, the mm -hmm. truth, right? Like I feel like you all are very like conscious and aware of like the history of oppression because for somebody who doesn't have to like face that every day, sure. they're not really looking for it unless exactly. they're really, which everybody should. We all yeah. need to like unlearn those parts of ourselves. But for me, like the reason I looked into feminism was because it was hurting me. There was something mm -hmm. about being a woman that was painful, you know, so I needed to and figure out. And if you're out, not a woman, you really can't relate. Yeah. Just yeah. like if you're not black, you can't relate. Just like I being black and Arab, I can't relate to, you know, certain, uh, you know, racism that happens towards Hispanic people. Yeah. Like I can kind of, you know, I can kind of relate, but I won't understand it fully like they understand it. Be, yeah. yeah. And vice versa. A lot of people aren't going to understand what uh, Muslims have to deal with. Yeah. You know, just because you're black doesn't mean you understand what Muslims have to do because sure. it's all specific right. you know, to that to that race or religion. But you would like hope that it makes you more... You need to give people the and, benefit of the doubt yeah. and don't think that they're just whining and complaining because Absolutely. that is not the case. Oof, it's me. You know what I'm saying? It's always <laughs> like you're whining, you're complaining, you want a free ride and you know, like, like stop whining is what I get the most. And nobody's whining, nobody's not working hard, you know? We're just noticing it and we're just trying yeah. to keep it real. And that's yeah. the problem. People don't like people telling the truth. It's always, why are you why are you playing the race card? Why are you playing the race card? Like, we're not playing the race card. And then like, like the biggest thing that I hear is, um, if you stop talking about it, then it'll stop. No, yeah. that has nothing oh, to do Lord. with it. If we all stop talking about it, it won't exist. No, because it's bigger than us. It's the judicial system. Yeah. It's it's you know, it's yes. the policing, it's, it's the everything, system. it's a prison system. It's it's all of this, you know. You know, um it's funny, like this lady, she said, she said, like, stop ripping off the racial band-aid, you know, mm -hmm. like let us heal, like stop bringing it up, right? But it's funny, I read they were like, every time a black person gets shot by a police officer or something like that, we always claim color, right? And it's, it's but people always claim it's not a race thing. Yes. But when a, a you know, African-American or a black person or whatever gets um, admitted to an Ivy League mm -hmm. school, all of a sudden it's mm -hmm. because they were black. Right. Exactly. You know, and that's- It's when it benefits like, like the standard. system. Exactly. Totally. Completely. You know, it's like you only made it because you're black like Jasmine. Right. You only made Affirmative it action and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Like- and now race becomes a factor. Yeah. Exactly. I think, you know, people who aren't negatively affected or, or you know, I, I see this when I talk about feminism. It seems like the person literally you're talking to on the other side of the conversation feels like you're blaming them exactly. for everything that you're saying. They're very defensive, mm -hmm. but it's really like we're all part of this system, you know, and you have to like hear people and hear their stories. And sometimes when, like literally, sometimes I'll have like guys who are, literally like guys or girls who are outwardly like not fem I don't identify as feminist or whatever. And they'll be like, 
I don't think that's what feminism is. I'm like, but I'm standing in front of you and I'm I'm a woman and I'm telling you. So I feel like, and that comes to play in a lot of like, you know, um, cases involving rape or whatever, not believing people. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like, there's way more doubting people than there is like false accusations of things, you know? So would you say that feminism means like women are better than men? So I'm reading... I'm glad you brought this up. I actually am reading uh, Bell Hooks, who is a really amazing uh, black feminist author. And she talks about how, um, you know, mass media kind of picked up these definitions of feminism and they're mostly negative because it went against like this patriarchal like media that just wants to keep these things in place. So she kind of, came up with this definition that like feminism is is anti-sexist, you know? So it's it's anti-discriminating against people for their sex, you know, mm-hmm. or putting people into boxes that like sexual oppression. Mm-hmm. So it can't be anti-men because I truly believe that the patriarchal system d- disadvantages men in a lot of ways, you know? Like, mm-hmm. but it's it's more painful for women so that they're, it, you know what I mean? Like things have to be uncomfortable for you to really need to confront these like sure. deep-rooted things, you know? So there was this other, I uh, I forgot what book I was reading. It was kind of like, you know, um, back in the day, right? When a woman would go into labor, like the husband would wait in the waiting room Mm -hmm. and then the woman, because it was like a woman's thing. And that was a woman's fear and child rearing is for the woman, but it never really talked about like how much it was taking away from men to not be involved in their kids' lives. They're not you know, be involved in the upbringing of your children. Like that, like the joke is on both of us. It's not just on women like, oh, you have to go do this thing. It's like, you don't get to do this thing. Uh You don't get to, so it can't be anti-men. We need men for it to work, you know, but in the current system, men are more advantaged, just like in the racial system. White people are more privileged. It doesn't mean that you're responsible for slavery. It means that in the current system, you have a leg up and you have to admit that you have a leg up, you know. Yeah, definitely. It's always really, though, been men. You know, I mean, pretty much everything written is written men. From the male point point of view, yeah. I mean, they were saying something about, like, if you were to say, like, the doctor came into the room, he, you know, you're automatically going to assume it's a guy. Yeah, the protagonist is always male, you know, assumed male. I think it's also kind of like the same thing with the um, feminism not being anti men. It's the same thing about Black Lives Matter, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I don't think Black Lives Matter means anti-everybody else or anti-white people. Mm-hmm. I think it just means give us the same respect and privileges that you give everybody else because we matter just as much. Right. And I think that the main thing that I see, especially online, when anything Black Lives Matter pops up and it's the same old comment, Black Lives don't matter. All lives matter. Yes, we know that. We right. have, we're not saying that it, everybody else doesn't matter. Can we matter as much as everybody else yeah. does? And that's I, pretty much it. I was going to say something with the Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be the... Pretty much, like, I feel like the Black Lives Matter movement has gotten a bad rap because there's so many people who are participating and preaching, but they are very ignorant in what they're, like, trying to get across. So there's the people who are, you know, really building and mobilizing it. And, you know, obviously they're educated and know a lot more, but you know, when you're on Facebook or all any of these social media and you're blasting and saying all these things like talking about white people and, I agree. and just, you know, negative hate, negativity right, right. instead of, okay, yeah, there are people that doubt you. Mm-hmm. There are people who are naysayers, but mm-hmm. why don't we focus on the positive instead of always just like lashing out? And I think that Social media gives the wrong people a platform. Mm-hmm. Right, of course. Anybody, it gives everybody a platform, every, which isn't always that's good. That's a problem. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that is a good thing. But then at the same rate, like when there's such huge movements going on right now, especially with the state that our nation, our economy is in, like, do we want these people that are the, the biggest and the loudest and the ones that are, you know, all over social media or the ones that are protesting these places and doing things in a negative or violent way, do we want them to be the face for all of us? Right. And that's kind of what's getting, like that girl, Tommy Lauren or whatever mm. her name was. Like, Which one? No, the oh, white girl who has her own like TV oh, show. She, mm-hmm. her, oh, my I, <laughs> What did she say? Oh, my She goodness. just like literally, she gets so much backlash on social media. Like, Is she the one that was like um, talking a, about like obese people? Her and Char- um, Charlemagne got into oh, it. Okay, I don't know. Huh. She's blonde? Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and she and talked about obese She was talking people. about Jesse Williams. She, yeah, yeah. This, she did say something. Like, she, it just seems as though she were she was Googling, like, oh, let me see what I need to, like, figure <laughs> yeah. out for my store today. And, like. That's an advocate. She, but, yeah, like, she's there advocate. for entertainment, yeah, clearly. Yeah. But clearly. she, like, the way she yelled, I think it's her overall just presentation of what right. she's saying. It's, yeah. like. What what do, what do black people get yeah, that yeah. no one else gets? What mm-hmm. are you not getting? Yeah. But, and just like, yeah. you, what do you know? We, yeah, yeah. we can't fuel exactly. people like that, though, because clearly, like I said, and I don't want to sound bad, she's white, so she doesn't understand. And so I don't want to mm-hmm. waste my time. Just like you're a woman, you can't, you can try right. to explain it to a man, but at the end of the day, they're not going to understand right. you to an extent. Like some people, of course, there's a lot of white people who understand completely. Yeah. yeah. But some people choose not to understand and they're not going to want to understand. I, I really. think it's because understanding starts with saying, I'm racist. Yes. Like it. on some level. Yeah. And it's like, I, I feel like you can't avoid that because you can't act like you're not part of society mm-hmm. and society we is racist. Are. Like it is. There are certain, it's, you know, we learn so much from TV. Like you can't just act like you just watch TV five minutes yeah, a day. Exactly. We are in front of a screen most of the day. So yeah. we're absorbing that. I think I mean, it's, it's like an innate thing to be racist. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. just from the beginning of time or whatever, all of our cultures, like y- you notice that every country is homogeneous. There's one one race, one Major. culture. Yeah, one China, race. Japan, India, like there's always going to be a way to judge or be prejudiced. Right. And here we have like everybody here and you're used to you know sticking to your kin you're going to help people who look like you mm-hmm. so we have to overcome that and be you know intelligent right and right use our brains and not you know let this like i guess not animal instinct but mm-hmm. almost to be you know judgmental towards other people and you know when you're in your car and driving around like <laughs> whatever you yeah. say like right it's Stereotype. in your like you you that's how you were raised. We were raised by people who went through some of the most racially intense times. So mm-hmm. it's yeah. like, you know, the either even if you're white or you're black, like we're raised by people who went through all of that. So it's mm-hmm. like you kind of are ingrained from, you know, you're a blank slate when you're born. So you're being taught racism right. or whatever, like regardless. Like mm-hmm. it's something that's brought into you when you're a child. So it's like we have come so far. I mean, look at us here. Yeah. <laughs> we're a huge, we're a very diverse group mm-hmm. just in this one room, but mm-hmm. you know, it, it's just yeah. like how do you you can't avoid it, but it just seems like we had come so far, and until like up until like <laughs> President the last Obama few years, yeah. Well, because it's like the we, next push. There needs to be the next push. You know, it's like it's not going to just naturally yeah, evolve. There has to be like a fight. You know, I but, feel like people mm-hmm. are saying what they've all been always thinking. felt yeah. and it was you know after the civil rights it, it wasn't cool anymore to be calling people niggers or being racist or whatever overtly right you know what i mean but now it's like with donald trump yeah being such a huge voice and voicing however he feels i feel mm. like that gave the platform the for fire. other white people who have been feeling this way? They were raised this way, yeah. and you know that things haven't always gone well it's for you know the mm-hmm. people who are the ones that are racist and have gone through tough times. Yeah. Now they are, you know, voicing out how they really mm-hmm. feel, and I feel like we've regressed as a society, like mm. totally, like. Per- yeah. Personally, for me, like I don't. Everybody's gonna be gonna have racial, you know, thoughts and prejudiced thoughts, and and honestly, I don't see that changing because we stereotype every day. Mm-hmm. That's your business. You have certain thoughts. Think that way. I don't think that's the problem because I don't think that's ever going to change. Right. It's like human nature is, to be biased. Exactly. I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. It might not be on a horrible, like hateful level, but I say certain things, you know, but I don't think that's the problem for me. I think the problem is when you are so deep into your, like so deep into it that you want to stop certain races from being able to do things that are their right. It's like you know? hatred. Right, exactly. Right. It's systematic oppression. When you're stopping somebody from, you know, uh, back then from being able to vote, even though it was legal once they gained the right to vote, when you're making them do insane tests, mm-hmm. like, you know, they mm-hmm. used to make African-Americans, when it was legal, do tests to, you know, they ha- would have Crow. to do it 
Exactly. They would have yeah. to do a test before they were a vote to see if they were pretty much in the right mindset to do it. And it would be insane. They're doing it, nobody again. would yeah. be able to pass it. Nobody would be. Exactly. Like count the number of jelly beans in this jar. Yeah. And then if you get it right, you'll be able to vote. They used to do stuff like that. They've done that now. Though. Yeah. Like you have to have an ID to vote in some right, states. Right. Yeah, they're, they're doing that to stop. They're putting in this mm-hmm. legislation. Different like hurdles. Yeah. Because they know yeah, people the of minority, the people who would vote and come, you know, kind of mm-hmm. go against the party that's yeah. probably going to win. Bernie Sanders. Oh, they mm-hmm. don't have IDs. <laughs> mm-hmm. They don't go out and Mm -hmm. actually go out to vote like right yes but I also think that's a problem too and I I understand all the stuff that our race goes through I really do but at the end of the day we also have to look at ourselves and we need to better ourselves as well we need to get out and vote we need to have different idols we need to you know what I'm saying like I was watching the BET Awards and obviously I'm sure most people saw Jesse Williams speech yeah and I thought it was great I saw my uh, sister. I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw your sister. She looked amazing. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I listened to the speech. I loved it. But, and he was saying some real stuff that, mm-hmm. you know, that was great. And at the end, and I know it was an award show. I know you can't do anything about it. But the second he walked off the stage, here comes oh, a designer performing Panda. You know what I mean? Yeah. Running like, take, around. Take away from the moment. Exactly. Right, He's talking right. about brands and wearing brands and paying into brands with yeah. your success and putting right. more money back into those brands. And then here comes designer with 14 chains and, you know, your expensive yeah. clothes. And I'm just like, It's like okay. they're mixed messages. It's mixed messages. And I feel like, did anybody, for the moment we all heard it and we all took time to really soak into it and like, wow. And then boom, it's over. Nobody's going to remember it. it. Forget about it. We're back to the same thing, idolizing the people that we shouldn't idolize. Yeah. And if you want to be a rapper, be a rapper. But people, they don't understand that they have a crazy effect on our youth, you know? And that's not what we need to be. BET Weekend is like supposed to be empowering for black people. And, you know, well, you know, it's supposed yeah. to be an uplifting thing. It's our weekend and you have all the biggest and the best of our culture or whatever. I hope that's you not know. the best of our culture. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what they Right, it's like marketed as. And not to say that the whole thing is, you know, not legitimate, but they, when it's like MTV's awards or whatever, whatever else, like it's huge, it's big. And, like, I just felt like I, I attended one of the, sh- I went to one of the concerts. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there wasn't really that much support. Like, there there mm-hmm. was plenty of seats open. Like, it didn't really seem like the we were really um, participating like right. we're supposed to and using this event to, you know, really make a big thing. And there are people who were, obviously, you saw it on social media or whatever he did. But I just felt like BET and, like, the whole thing is, like, what is wrong kind of with everything. Yeah. It doesn't really do what it's supposed to do. It's not, it's not like, you know, they're you know for what? profit. Totally. Exactly. You I know, was going to say, they, there's they a bottom about us. No, yeah. And it's not even owned seriously. by black people. Yeah. yeah. There's a white man. It's owned by black people. Yeah. That's why, you know, cause I was at the BT like planning meeting mm-hmm. and it was the first, um, this is the first award show period that has been played on like more than 10 mm-hmm. stations. They had it on Nickelodeon, they had it on MTV, mm-hmm. or ABC, whatever. And so, obviously, that shows right there that they have to, like, get profit. They have to get money. Right. But the other part about it is that we, like, can't forget is that these 400 years, plus 400 years of slavery have, like, also conditioned our yes. minds. Yes. And so, the mm-hmm. other thought process that, like, mm-hmm. African-Americans, because, you know, also, I have this conversation a lot with different races and people, a lot of times, Hispanic um, background, you know, say things like, you know, pull yourselves up from your bootstraps. Like, you guys, you know, we work extra hard. We work really hard. But like Jesse Williams said, there's not a war that we fought, that we haven't haven't fought. fought. And there's like Mm -hmm. a tax that we haven't paid. But during that time, there were mental, like, you know, Mm -hmm. mental um, just Keep the body strong and tear the mind down. Yeah, just mental disciplines that we've learned. Like how they used to take um, the black family, right? And they Mm -hmm. would take the a man and tie him, uh, tar and feather him in yes. front of his his wife and his kids. Yes. Mm-hmm. And they would rape his wife. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So right in front of his the husband. Mm-hmm. So the wife is automatically just assuming that my husband can't protect me. You know yeah. what I'm saying? The kids are assuming the man, the father, this black is man weak. can't protect me. Mm-hmm. He's weak. And then they would take him, put him in between two horses and rip him apart. That's yep. what a Wells Fargo, like uh, some of these logos, like Wells Fargo and some of these things are like, Founded on mm-hmm. super racist imagery, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. you know, and I think so. When you say like there's not a lot of black support, it's, it's kind of comes yeah. from that, from that. Like, yeah. Because even funny. like um, mm-hmm. this, um, this is book, uh, the miseducation of the Negro. You know, mm-hmm. 
And so he says, like, what they used to do is they would have, like, when we first got into the, um, you know, civil rights movement, we would have black-owned banks, black-owned insurance mm-hmm. companies, black businesses, and they would hire— Black Wall Street. <clears throat> yeah, Black Wall Street. They would mm-hmm. hire black women to go and plant seeds of gossip throughout mm-hmm. the community. Like, you can't trust this man. Yeah. You can't trust this mm-hmm. bank. You can't trust this. So all these black people would stop putting banks into the black banks, neither take them to the white banks or do what we still do today and keep money under the mattress, yeah. you know? And so that's where it kind of came yeah. from. Like yeah, cause and effect. A totally. lot of people don't understand cause and effect and they don't think that it could reach us today. And I right. was just talking to somebody about this and I know it It really has not too much to do with it, but it just shows how how cause and effect and, you know, how, how it works. Um a lot of jokes are, oh, black people don't know how to swim. You know, they don't like to swim. Well, that's because during the slave, slave days, trade. they didn't want you swimming. They didn't want you to swim to freedom. They didn't want you to swim anywhere. They didn't let you do those things. Throw and that is, boat. exactly. And that's the reason why today swimming is kind of like, right. it's no, a taboo. Exactly. I have something to add to that. Um, <laughs> so how to swim, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know how to, I I know how to swim, swim as well. Not well, but I, I can swim. swim. Um, no, I was watching the Olympic trials and it was the swimming yesterday. Mm-hmm. So like, me and my sister were joking, like being racist a little bit. <laughs> and there's a black guy in one of the events. I was like, see, like he's yeah, here. Like, what are you talking about? His name right. was like Giles or something mm-hmm. like that. He didn't win. But I was like, look at that. Like he's in this event. And we always are talking about, oh, black people can't swim. It's mm-hmm. like a funny joke. Right. But it's like, you know, now at the huge stage, like here we are, like even with hockey or anything else that's mm-hmm. like a even white coaching, sport. Quarterback. Or, right. You know what I mean? Like there we are. And it's like yes. we have to overcome these stereotypes, even mm-hmm. though like we joke about it, like oh, black people can't swim. Right. Or, or even like on the positive side of that, like black people are, are more athletic than other people, you know, yeah. or, you know, oh, of course you're good at basketball. Yeah. Like, yeah. well, it's like that yeah. all good. of those things are <laughs> are kind of tied back. How do you guys deal with like, I feel like, um, you know, a lot of the emotions that I feel, whether for better or for worse, when I learn more about the feminist movement, women's rights, advocating that kind of thing. There's a lot of anger. Mm-hmm. And I feel like black people get crucified for that mm-hmm. anger probably yes. more than any other yes. group. How do you kind of deal with it? Yeah. And also allow yourself to be angry because I think it's a valid feeling. Yeah. And like, I feel like so much of the energy is put towards stripping you of mm-hmm. feeling the anger that- That is warranted. Right. Yeah. It's hard because- um, and. And, you know, like people will try and act like it's not true, but there is that angry black woman, you know, stereotype. And they do that on television shows, on Family Guy, Mm -hmm. on this, you know, it's like you can't. And then they do it with the men, angry black men, violent black men. And it's like we can get mad about things just like you can, but we have to kind of pull ourselves back Mm -hmm. and not get angry because we're just going to be that angry black person that's complaining and whining that isn't working as hard you know what I'm saying? Right. So we have to act a certain way. We have to walk on eggshells when we shouldn't have to do it. And it's frustrating. I can't imagine you ever walking on eggshells. I know, <laughs> I, I know. I, I've kind of given that up. And uh, <laughs> I've kind of got to the point where I'm like, I'm going to say what I want to say and that's that. And if you don't like it, feel free to delete me on Facebook because as you guys know, like I like to write a lot of stuff on my <laughs> Facebook. And if you don't like it, feel free. You don't have to follow me and that's fine. But I'm going to say what's on my mind at all times. And I have a lot of people who like to listen to the stuff that I write and a lot of people who don't. But I'm not going to, you know, act like stuff, you know, isn't happening when it is. Right. Uh, I don't know. I don't feel angry. I don't really have to think about it. Like everywhere I've gone in my life, I've worked hard. I, I do feel like I have to work harder and be smarter and do better because I am a minority and I'm black mm-hmm. or woman, yes. minority in every sense of the word. So. Right. Hispanic, black, and woman. Yes, (laughs) all three. Yes. Um, But I I don't really think about it. You know what I mean? Like, I work in a male, white-dominated workplace, like, and that's how it's always been. I've Mm -hmm. always been one of the two black girls in my class or black people in my class. I've always been taught, like— I don't allow that mentality of like, oh, black people can't do this. Like, no, I'm doing everything I want to yeah. do. Like, I don't. It doesn't affect I you. I don't think about do. it. Like, because I grew up with so many different races, like my whole mm-hmm. life. And I was, you know, I'm privileged in that sense. Like, I've grown up with the white kids and I've mm-hmm. grown up with the Mexican kids. I grew up with everybody. Like, 
I don't think about myself as really any different. I didn't start thinking that way until I kind of moved to Orange County and I right. saw that I was really, I really was different from everybody. Mm-hmm. But I use that to my advantage, I guess. And I don't let like, oh, you know, the white man's holding me down. Like mm-hmm. I, I, and that's just me. Like I haven't gone through like some things that other people have gone through, you know what yeah. I mean? But even dating black men, like I see how they're treated differently, but yeah. like I feel cause you know, when you look a certain way and you speak a certain way and you hold yourself a certain way, like maybe you don't go through the same things that other people go through. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But like it makes a difference. Like certain people stand out and I think, yeah, that's kind of the underlying thing is like, those things are so changeable though. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they were different before. Like they're, those are changeable things because they're all just like a consciousness thing. Yeah. But I think that's kind of the problem because I understand completely, um, Jasmine, you don't go through that stuff. So I understand it. And we live in California, you know, thank God. So it's way right. more variety. Totally. But the thing is, I think when I'm talking to people and I'm trying to explain to them what goes on syst- systematically and what, you know, where the big problem is, they're like, no, no way that can happen. I don't think that way. I'm white and I'm not racist, but that's not how it works. Right? Who? It doesn't matter if you don't think that way. Just because you don't think that way doesn't mean that everybody doesn't think that way. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? There's so many people out there. And of course, we're going to kind of ha- be biased a little more because we live with so many different people. But it's not that way in the South. The South is is crazy. Like it's literally a little backwards, you know, yeah. and I'm not saying all fly, of it. Like the Confederate right. flag flies freely there. Yeah. And, yeah, and like, like what you thing. guys were saying, like Trump's president, like nomination Those really are, brought out. It brought out everybody. Is, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you guys know anybody that's supporting Trump? Yeah. I know a lot of people because of social media. My boss actually mm-hmm. is. Wow. He's Republican, white, you know, he lives Is in he Orange like vocal County. about He's support? no. Or yeah, you just he, It's what's weird about it is that He's, you know, he's 35, I think, 36 years old. He's white. He's from Orange County. It's not that old. (laughs) Yeah. I think it's more of a Republican, you know, people with money. They want to, I'm not going to support the guy that's trying to raise my taxes kind of thing. So I don't know if he like really, I haven't talked to him about it because I'm obviously a Democrat and Mm -hmm. like. And he should always keep the like politics away from work. Yeah, that's my boss. You know what I mean? But he did like say something just like, oh, well. Like, I'm voting for Trump. Mm. And it's like... Okay, thanks. Yeah. yeah. And it's so weird because, you know, most of Trump supporters are blue collar, unedu- high school education, and mm-hmm. have really been affected <laughs> negatively by the economic don- right, downturn. Right. So they hated that Obama was president. And they're, now they're like, oh, we get our chance to get our guy back in. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's how, how I'm talking right now. It's racist. Because yeah, yeah. um, <laughs> I'm like stereotyping. Right, right, right. I, stereotyping. I, I don't think you're being racist, but, but I think you're definitely stereotyping. You know, but it's true though. The people that are his supporters are the ones that are the loudest and sometimes the most uneducated. Right. And, you know. Because he's not an idiot. Yeah. Donald Trump. Donald Trump he's, is smart. He, okay. Let's talk about Donald Trump for a second. Let's take a moment to talk <laughs> Let's about Let's take Donald. a moment. I don't know if he's an idiot from the I think he's strategically planning everything that he's saying for a reason because he knows that his supporters are not the smartest people. So he's down, he's talking He's like catering to the lowest. Exactly. But I'm pretty shocked at when I hear him speak because he's the least articulate person I've right. ever yeah. heard. Like huge, big great, you know, I'm going to make this huge. I'm going to make this big. We're going to do this. It's going to be great. He and I'm just thinking- It's like he's in an infomercial. Exactly. Operative words. Like exactly. And I'm just- going to like resonate. And maybe he's actually really smart and just talking so simple. Yeah. So that, you know, you've seen that Family totally. Guy episode where, you know, uh, 9-11 was bad and everybody cheered. Yes. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, Lois is running for- Exactly. Yeah. That's kind of how I feel like Donald Trump is. But I'm tired of people- He's a successful guy to a point, but I mean- Come on, how many times has he filed bankruptcy? Yeah. Six times. He's in lawsuits now for his scamming schools. Yeah, he's you a know, cartoon he's not, character. Yeah, he's, he's a little iffy. cartoon character. And it's crazy because people, they, um, they, they, you know, they're happy about all the crazy stuff he says because they feel like, okay, he's telling the truth. He's speaking his mind. We can trust him, you know? Yeah. Because, but at the end of the day, like if any other person running for presidency or Senate or anything said something that was even like, half as yeah. crazy, 
they it would be all over the news. Like, I can't believe that they spoke like that. And they just let him continually talk and say horrible things about people. Yeah. And he doesn't even know what he's talking about. He doesn't he's know the difference consistent. between Syria and Lebanon. You know what I mean? Yeah. He has no idea what he's talking about. He's not the typical politician. So that's yeah. what his, that's what he's like basing right. everything on. I'm not like everybody else. I'm not your yeah. career politician. But at the same rate, like he is a manipulator and he mm-hmm. has used the media and mm-hmm. gotten so much attention just by being loud and obnoxious. And, totally. you know, it. what is he saying that's like so groundbreaking, Nothing. like how he's going to really change everything? I like, haven't heard one plan. It's like all <laughs> these politicians, like, yeah, they they manipulate right, and right. say certain things to you so that you're like, oh, I'm behind them. They have mm-hmm. my back. Yeah. And it's just like uh, Trump has just been saying anything to get attention totally. and not even like, oh, I'm going to help the Mexican. No, he's like, I'm going to build a wall and I don't want no Mexican. Yeah, everything here. is like negative. Like everything, <laughs> everything he says, negative. and yeah. even with women, he's like mm-hmm. attacked that reporter. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. Yeah, who. yeah. He's horribly, horribly sexist. And he has no um, plan. He but doesn't he know how to, to execute be the it. Yeah. yeah, it's. It's outrageous. I mean, I honestly, I don't really trust like any politician. Not like, I just all. feel like you're going to get in there. It's a, it's a whole different world. Like, mm-hmm. if I ever believed in the Illuminati, I know at least phase one is like the government. Like, it's just a different dynamic. But but he surpasses the oh, I don't yeah. trust politicians. Because first off, he's not a politician. Right. And on top of that, it's like, all. he's like not a good person. Right. And you can tell Donald Trump looks out for himself and only himself. So exactly. if you think that he's going to have your back, you know, you're you know, I mean, there, sure. I, I think once upon a time, government was were public servants, but it doesn't ever feel like that anymore. Yeah, it feels like people are campaigning. Politicians. Yeah. Totally, multi millionaires, yeah. billionaires, because they're in the backhand of these CEOs, and mm-hmm. they're the ones lobbying and trying to get certain legislation passed. So they're right. Like, they don't care about you. But no. he was, <laughs> yeah, but he doesn't even know. Like he wouldn't even know where to begin to you know, do things a president is supposed to be doing. He doesn't yeah. know the main fundamentals of being a president. That's the problem. These are things that you need to know. It's not an easy job. I'm not yeah. saying that the president has all of the pull, you know, I'm not saying that, right, but you right. should know the base basics. And that's like what I said, like if Donald Trump is running for president, like why do I need a bachelor's or master's degree to go for this job? You know what I mean? It makes <laughs> no sense. So true. None at all. It's like, why are the standards so high for me? I am more, uh, and whatever, my, whatever. I don't know anything about politics, but I do feel like I could buy into the whole idea that he just went into like- He just wanted to fuck shit up. To fuck shit up and to also um, give Hillary the win, you know? Because wasn't he like a supporter of her campaign before? Like, I feel They're like, I don't know, he's a flip flop. Exactly. Like, and that makes for a better like TV drama. So this, I don't know. But this has been the most sensationalized like, totally. like campaign ever. It's like a fucking joke. Like, Do you guys watch House of Cards? No, no I don't. The first Do, it feels like it's- the same writers. You know what I mean? Like the same shit is happening. It's kind of crazy. I don't know who I would. I'm voting for Hillary. Um, That's my personal vote. Same. Um, I personally, right. And like for me, like, you know, women's reproductive rights are really important. They're at like a a important time. So I feel like those, those things are important. But personally, I wouldn't, I wouldn't vote for Bernie, even if he was up there. I don't know. Something seems off to me with Bernie. And I I feel like just like, Just like, just like yeah. Trump is, uh, you know, he's targeting the simple-minded people. I think Bernie is targeting all the youth, like free this, free that. Yay, Bernie, he's well, different. He's that. He saw what Obama did. I, yeah, Obama's campaign was legitimate in every sense of the word, mm-hmm. both times. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like you took it seriously, and it wasn't such a joke. Like this, mm-hmm. totally. I feel like I'm watching reality TV totally. sometimes mm-hmm. when totally. I'm watching, and it's like the media is the one that is making it a joke. Yeah, so mm-hmm. much. Like, yeah, totally. And Agreed. then. The fact that like Hillary and Trump are on Twitter, it's, I know, yeah. it's going back and forth. Totally, like, it's, it's so kind of weird. Inappropriate. It is like this is not the form for you guys Did to you have see a that? disagreement. Like, do you see you the know? comedian who who like went up and kind of said that he's like, we're we're you know, we need you to protect us, not to go tweet. I totally agree with the Twitter thing. That's it feels what, really um, inappropriate. That's what you Kat shouldn't Williams said. be tweeting. Yeah, it's like I feel like maybe there's you know, opportunity through social media to like, the, social media has been used for everything through institutions except to educate people. Exactly. Like they're not, you know, if, if Trump is catering to the lowest common denominator, if you like peel those shells, like it's uneducated people at mm-hmm. the base of that, mm-hmm. you know? Like it's just, if you're not educated, and like you were saying with like some of the people behind the Black Lives Movement or Black Lives Matter movement, 
where that their voices are loud, but they don't know what the fuck they're saying. And it's mm-hmm. interesting, like Banksy says that too. Like mm-hmm. there are so many vandals, but why are so few of them willing to learn how to draw? But that's you know? the like, problem though with Black Lives Matter. There's no like official group. Right. Anybody can say they're Black Lives Matter and then preach and make us look bad. Right. And it's the same with, you know, I was gonna say, I mean, ISIS has like a Twitter account, which I find insane because like, and when I see the news, they're like, ISIS tweeted that they took, <laughs> yeah. uh, they took, uh, you know, that they did it's this attack. Funny. And I'm like, what? Yeah. What is going on right now? But I mean, Cat Williams said the same thing when Hillary was first running and he was like, oh, like she's going to be on the first day. Like I got the MySpace password. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just craziness. Like we yeah. need to cut all that stuff out. The, yeah. The whole system is is pretty like fucked up and- disadvantages a lot of like the growth of people. Obama might be a little bit to blame, but like they've almost come stars. Like, yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like celebrities instead of public figures. Yeah. But But I mean, that's that's Donald Trump though for you. And like like, an actor. Yeah. And even aside from what they're putting out, like, you're going to get that information whether they put it out or not because exactly. people are following them. They're taking mm-hmm. pictures. Everything is instant. So you you want to know everything about them when really they're supposed to be these kind of like boring people yeah. who are just really educated on the economy, on yes. like social systems and stuff like that. But like none of that really... Yeah, and happens. as much as I don't like Trump, I have to admit, like when I see him making a speech, I turn the TV on, I'm sitting and I'm so excited. <laughs> like I, that's how I kind of felt about yeah. Bernie. I was like, okay, Bernie, talk it over with, oh, I got to hear what Trump has to say. Like what right. crazy stuff is he gonna say, he's going to say next? And that's kind of like what everybody's waiting for. It's yeah. entertainment. And but then the line is like entertainment and then going down and voting for Exactly. We, we kind of forget like, oh, like this, oh this crap, is this is real. This is <laughs> happening right this now. This is happening. Yeah. I think- like with the whole Brexit, mm-hmm. that, how they pronounce mm-hmm. Brexit. it. Brexit, yeah. Like this is a pivotal moment for us as well. Like <laughs> the, we don't know what's going to happen in the next four years, especially with climate change and mm-hmm. our extreme racial tension and all of these things that are happening. It's like, who's going to be the person that's going to lead us through this? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Is it going to be Trump? Is it going to be really Hillary either? Like, I don't think it would even be close to being Trump. No, I know. Trump but I'm just all. saying like these are the two potential leaders of the free world. Totally. The, the most supposed to be the most influential country in yeah. the universe. Yeah. The that fact that we got this far with right Trump now, is think, bad enough. Yeah. I honestly think people, other countries look at us. Well, as a good thing a lot of moment. other countries are kind of crazy as fuck right now too. <laughs> We're just like in line with, you know. But you know what? I, I thought about this and I know I, I just like had a feeling. So you, have you guys ever heard, um, okay, if Trump becomes president, I'm leaving America. I'm moving. You guys have heard that, right? He's going to take you. It's so funny how we feel like we have the privilege to just move to any country we yeah. want, but we don't want to let Syrian refugees yeah. in our country, but yeah. we're just going to I'm out of here. Yeah, see, like, just, where are you going? You know? That's just people stupid and I know. attention and like, I know. I'm yeah. out of here. Like, where I know, but go? that's how... People just write stuff on social media trying to preach when they have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, well, it's like people that are in war zones and then they say like, well, why don't you just leave? It's like, where are they going to go? Like they live there. Exactly. They're acting like these people don't have houses and jobs and stuff going on. And then it's just like, go somewhere else. Like that's a problem though with American privilege, you know, that we're all even guilty of having. Yeah, there's something that disconnects you from like feeling... Other like empathy, problems, yeah, yeah, for people who aren't don't live the next door do. to you or yeah. whatever, aren't in your family, you know, like, and I feel like it's up to especially like minorities in America, women, like anybody who just at least gets even a taste of it that feels like the whole world to us. But it's mm-hmm. like, man, like people in other countries, like or wherever, like you know, homeless women on the street or something like yeah. that. Like there is, we're we're still privileged and, yes. and you still feel that. So it's, it's like- It's all experience. You have yeah. to you have to experience it and that's on everything. Um, you have to experience it or you're never going to understand it. They say that, you know, people that have been raised racist have been racist their whole lives. Uh, parents don't understand it until like maybe their daughter, say, say there's a white family and then their daughter um, marries a black guy until they have a child that's mm-hmm. mixed race. And that's kind of when the racism starts to fade because they're like, okay, I love this child that's black, that's this. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. all experience. But they have to acknowledge their own racism. And I think exactly. that's the key. Totally. Like, it's very hard. If you can't acknowledge, like you just said, American mm-hmm. right? we're American privilege. If you can't acknowledge your privilege, then there's no mm-hmm. chance 
yeah. that you'll ever be able to change first because yes. it's like wherever there's darkness then there's no light yeah. you know so mm-hmm. as long as you stay in ignorance then there's never an opportunity for you to acknowledge like mm-hmm. the yeah. fact that you need yes. to change Dude, and without the privileged class acknowledging it then nothing can really change because exactly. once you do you're like shit well I need to like do more than my part because... either gonna say like I'm not gonna do it yeah. and I'm glad I'm privileged right, right. or you're gonna say like I, uh, to. I need to at least yeah. like and you it's know, hard. It's not an e- it's not an easy job. I when I was in Lebanon, um, we had traveled to this up through the mountains into this cabin, pretty much in the woods. It was pitch black, and I remember that it was um, like a one bedroom house, and there was like ten kids. Yeah, there was in so the room. Kids. No electricity. No beds. No nothing. It was like ten kids just sitting in the room in the dark. We couldn't see anything, you know. Mm-hmm. We drove like an hour up into the mountains. And this is where they lived in Lebanon, mm-hmm. you know. And pro- and they were they were smiling when we got there and they were acting cool because that's all they know, you mm-hmm. know. And I just would think back like sometimes in the future, like, wow, they could be still there, you yeah. know. And we're out here, you know, worried about, oh, I have to get my Starbucks and I have to go do this <laughs> and I have to go through that and they're still there. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then that's when we have to stop and think like, how can I change this? Now can I make a difference? Because at the end of the day, you need to just be able to live with yourself and know that you try to do yeah. what you could do to change. I was going to say, do you see how like, there's like different levels to this like racism mm-hmm. type right. of thing? Mm-hmm. Like as Americans, like, oh, we're better than everybody yeah. else. But then when you get dig a little bit deeper, like we have so many issues with each other. With each yes. other. Yeah. But then it's like, in a, if we were in another country, like, oh, but I'm American. Yeah. Even if you're yeah. black or yeah, totally. Hispanic or whatever, like. Yeah, oh, we forget the race stuff. And yeah, now we're, it's our that, yeah. The racism, yeah. like how that we have here, like, oh, well, at least I'm American. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's something about being like in a tribe. Like connecting yeah. with a yeah. tribe and your mm-hmm. tribe and you associate and there's mm-hmm. others that's and whatever. That's what your confidence. Yeah. yeah. It's hard to be, you Humble. Know. Humble people. You know, that's very hard to be. There's, yeah, no. there's this... Uh, totally. <laughs> like, this lady, Michelle Alexander, she has this book called New Jim Crow. Mm-hmm. And then, and oh, the, yeah. I've heard of that book. Yeah. So she talks about how, like, in the beginning of racism, it wasn't blacks versus whites. Mm-hmm. It was uh, poor Low mm-hmm. class versus high class. Mm-hmm. And so these slave owners started to see because it wasn't black people. Like it didn't start off. I mean, there was white slaves, but they were indentured servants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, indentured servants. And so, course. yeah, so it wasn't this bad. Like as you've seen in the movie 12 Years a Slave, like you've seen it where he, he, the other dude, Solomon, gets whooped and the white dude like barely gets tapped. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah, but what they started to do was they started to put the poor whites, just like Donald Trump is doing, put the poor whites against the slaves saying like... Mm-hmm. You know, giving them, even the poor whites, just a little bit more mm-hmm. superiority. Yes. Because, like, at first, the blacks and the whites would band together and mm-hmm. rebel, you know, and yeah. have rebellions. That's how you keep them separate. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. And so that's basically... Yeah, and they would rather have, yeah. like, poor white people with more privilege than, yeah. you know... But then like you can ar- bad, yeah, you, you can know? argue religion with when it comes to that, too. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not saying religion isn't good because, I, you know, whatever you want to believe in, whatever you want to believe in, but... Anything to put people against each other mm-hmm. is the point. You conquered you know? over people. Yeah. You're divided. If totally. they're united, you can't just take advantage of them mentally or... Yeah. yeah. And they don't feel like they have any allies. And it's crazy because the internet, which I think we're headed in that direction, like it's connected all of us where we start seeing fewer difference and we yeah. rally for people in other countries and we mourn with them when something happens. I think the next step of that is to really like undo whatever is left in us of like seeing people differently or like, mm-hmm. I don't want to live in an area with this or, you know, there's like, it's kind of ghetto in this area, yeah. which is, you know, like anytime someone says that to me, I'm like, do you mean that there's a lot of black people there? Yeah, like, what are you thing. saying? Yeah. I don't understand what like you're implying, you know? Yeah. See, I like, I like the fact that diverse, I mean, I like the diverse like experience. So mm-hmm. where you go, you know, say for instance, like I like experiencing the white church. I say that with quotations mm-hmm. for those who can't see me because <laughs> there's a difference. You know, it's different culture, but then yeah, at the same time, mm-hmm. I enjoy being around black folks. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I don't think that it's a problem to to like necessarily come like like you said, be in tribes. Right, right. But I, I think that just just having a will to like grow with other people mm-hmm. at the Coexist, same time. Coexist, yeah. yeah. And just totally. like, I want to learn, I want to learn about you because mm-hmm. I think that's the whole key. Like, if mm-hmm. I don't know about, like, 
even white folks, white people history. Like, because it's not a hate thing. I don't hate white people. I'm not mad at white people. Yeah. It's nothing like that. It's, it's really love. But I think for their aspect, like Jesse Williams, he said, if you don't, if you don't, if you don't have um, uh, adequate, like, experience yeah. or, or history of our oppression, yeah, then, then don't speak don't, about, like, right. our rebellion, or not rebellion, but, you know, our, our plight. Yeah, don't exactly. Speak about it. And so I want to know about everybody's plight so mm-hmm. I can have, like, proper mm-hmm. understanding so we can really How to connect. fix it. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because we can't connect. If I don't know you, like, for a woman's perspective, you talk yeah. to me about feminism and I have no care to really hear you out, yeah. then there's no way we're really ever going to Totally, totally. And nothing, like, exists in a vacuum. Like, it's not just because you feel like you're not racist to somebody standing in front of you, that there are things that are at play and power structures and all of that stuff. Like, that's what always, you know, the thing that I face, I don't know if you guys experience this at all, is like, you know, somebody will throw out something like ignorant and then it takes digging kind of deeper and getting deeper to like explain why what they're saying is ignorant. But they don't want to hear all that. You know, they're kind of like, well, this is a fucking joke or whatever. And we were talking, me and Noah were talking about the Snapchat dog filter. Yes. And that... The correlation between doing a dog filter and being pretty much a hoe. You know, there's memes. I feel like that's something that's like been... I don't know. Somebody makes it up. Somebody and then was everybody like, "Yeah, you're a hoe if you use the dog filter." Yeah. Like, where, Why? That because the, you know, yeah, Instagram has a, a generation of women who are the <laughs> the thoughtograms. The yeah. <laughs> coined by Courtney. Um, shout out to Courtney yeah, for yeah. that. Uh, but they're the ones that are on social media the most using that filter. So I think yeah. that's where that association came from because I like the little cute dog filter. I'm not exactly. going to lie. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, but that, do it. Are they, yeah, but exactly. That's what's crazy to me. It's like, but you can't I'm, make statements like that. Yeah. But social media is so statement. powerful right. though. And it, now that's, that's the thing. Dude, but going back to like the thoughtograms, right? Just as the, the new term coin. But I do think that, I mean, think about like, if I think about all the guys I know, they follow like a hundred, Hundred thousand of these accounts of course, or whatever, of course. But it's at least still, thirty. That's what I'm saying. But it's like women, these Instagram models. Yeah, and there is a, a a like a like ingrained thing that a woman who sexualizes herself is a slut. But then that's sexual the images person, of women are yes. not. Do you know what I mean? That's like the they, first person that they go to try to talk to. That's what I'm saying. It's like it's you want it, but you don't want her to like freely do it because it like there's something about that mm-hmm. being outwardly sexual, and it's just a change in like thought. It's just mm-hmm. like. Speaking of thoughts, but it's changed, you know, changing your perspective. It's like, it's just, this is just like a regular yeah. person who it's okay but for society. Like, have put, there's put, yeah. two sides to that. It's like the women who are the Instagram models or whatever, and they're showing their bodies, like, I'm liberating myself, like, whatever the case, they're just. No, right. you want to show your body so you can get no, some money from no, some No, but guy. I'm saying, like, the Kim Kardashians of the world right. are saying, I'm liberated. I, right. This makes me feel powerful. I'm a feminist. Right. I'm using quotations when I say yeah. that when people who, mm-hmm. you know. But I think yeah. there's a difference between. But then it's the other side. Yeah. People who are right. just like, oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's contributing to like way. a, yeah. Not everything should be. I think it's fine. Like you, I think at the end of the day, because I'm kind of torn behind Mm -hmm. the, you know, being half naked on Instagram. Like, you know, I'm kind of torn between it because I don't feel like you should claim feminism if really you're just doing it for attention from people. That's not feminism. I think it's Mm -hmm. definitely And you can tell when you look at somebody, what I can see a naked body and not see anything sexual about it. Right. But I can see a girl in a thong with her boobs out oh, and then yeah. think that's sexual. Yeah. So it's not about that. It's You can tell when you look at somebody what their motives are behind what they're but doing. But like, look, it also comes down to like, they, you have to like decide, You, it's your life, you yeah. know? So of course, like on, on the Kardashian side, like it's totally in my eyes, like contributing to already like a mass amount of like objectifying media about women. Like mm-hmm. without a doubt, they have millions of followers. Mm-hmm. They're selling a lot of unhealthy products, which is like another end of it. But I also do sympathize with being Kim Kardashian. You know what I mean? Like, I don't believe that in her own head, maybe she even like finds herself beautiful because there's so many like things that she's constantly changing about herself. Mm-hmm. Like that... It's sad, you know, like this that's sad to me. For, that's though. what I'm saying. But like I feel her like only... this is her brand, her yeah. business. This right. is what she lives for. Is but to look, like what? To... But I feel like that's if like you're her... a certain person, okay, and you decided you you're going to be Kim Kardashian, you're going to be Kanye West, you're going to be any of these people. And I'm sorry, like I feel like when you decide you want to be that, there are certain things that you need to do as a person. Like you need to give back. 
to the people. You don't have to, but I think that you should. Like you have all of you have all this of this money, and but more importantly, you have people idolizing you, and you have people looking right. at you with great a lot. power. Yeah, exactly. It great exactly. And I don't feel like I don't know her personally, and I don't know exactly what she spends her money on, but from just what I'm seeing, yeah, I yeah. don't feel like she's doing all that she can. But why to, does she have? Why that's what I'm saying. It all, she it all ob- comes down to. I think well, she's obligated to do it. It, it comes down to her to like that. decide. But yeah, I would agree obligated. that like she should. If you have a kind of platform, like what are you using the platform for? That's nobody's saying that's what Jesse you, Williams. Yeah, saying, like though. nobody's saying you have to use it towards you know advocating for racism, whatever, whatever. But it's like I feel like where I am in life or where I want the consciousness of like the youth to go. If you're not doing anything with it, then who needs you? You exactly. know what I mean? You're just well, another like dancing jester. Like what's- Isn't the point to become famous and it's have entertaining, have but that's it. You know, you? Isn't but, the point to be like a role model at some point? No, I don't think it's you not know. the point for most people. I mean, I that was like- the money and like exposure. No, I mean like I don't NWA think they should or ought to do anything. Like they, that's why they the world started their lives is. with no obligation to anybody. Right. Like, yeah. They wanted to put their music out or be a movie star yeah. or whatever What did Kim case. do that she wanted to put but, out though? Besides her body. Whatever, she wanted to be famous. I But any other like legitimately talented celebrity, like what do they owe you? Like they've crafted something, they put a movie out, like you can go see the movie. It's, it's I, they're not obligated. They I can tell you what anything. they owe. They owe the people. They owe the human race. They, they don't owe they don't. anybody. I think because they we do. chose. Like that's the thing. If we we if we're gonna talk about it, we have to like really take responsibility. Also, because totally. if we watch Kim Kardashian or the yep. Kardashians, then we're also responsible 100%, for this shift 100%. of culture. You know, we can. And we were just talking about like we women's buying power um, earlier. But yeah, it's like. It's both sides, you know, because they could always argue, well, I have fans, people want this. The media outlets can be like, we're giving you, we're giving you what you want. You well, know? what does Kim Kardashian give that people want? Because I don't even Nothing know what she Nothing, sedation, sedation. Yeah, I mean, she's, I mean, she's beautiful. You know what she's doing, to a, to a, regardless you know, or not, if you're seeking that out. She just has that notoriety. She has influence. Right. But she's I relevant. think it's the same yeah. thing with Jesse Williams. Jesse Williams you know, is saying, you know, as a black person, as a successful black person, as an artist, as an actor, mm-hmm. you know, you guys pretty much need, you have this, you know, you have this attention on you and you need to I mean, take care of your we people. We make them famous though. Like designer, he didn't really, I don't, I don't know. I heard one song, so I don't know. That panda, panda, black is panda. Anyway, (laughs) no, I know that, but I, I personally don't know. I'm saying he's 19. Yeah, imagine me when I was 19. Well, I'm not talking about designer. I'm just saying bigger people should should (laughs) give back. If you know what the Afro, if you know what African Americans are going through and the problems that we have, and you are a black successful person, I feel like you should give back. I mean, but also we don't know what they do because Jay gives money. I have no idea what he gives. LeBron gives money. LeBron James no, gave thirty million dollars. No, but okay, a lot of these celebrities social. only give money because yeah. it's a tax write-off. They yeah, have these separate have companies or nonprofits so that they can write off because they make so much money. Yeah, they have to. And this is, it's not out of the like kindness. Yeah. Of How do heart, we know really? that LeBron James didn't give thirty million dollars to so he could send eleven hundred kids? To I'm not school. saying he not did it. Wasn't I think a good he did. Thing. I think he did. I think. I think, I think LeBron always, James loves kids. I think I he wants too. to give back. And I think that everybody gives people aren't giving people the benefit of doubt and be like, okay, tax write off. Maybe people really want to do good things. It's not for to people, take away but, what he was trying to do with that money, but at the end of the day, there's more than likely. And then like there's a, the other thing. aspect. I don't think that's the reason for it, but I understand what you're saying. Then there's the I other aspect though, like Dre, for instance. Who? Dr. Dre. Uh huh. Gave like millions of dollars to USC, right? Mm-hmm, right. Then you gotta acknowledge like he just made three point five billion. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, so it's like that's like you know, it's like if I bring from my lack, if I bring, like I want to see him give time. I want to see yeah, him right. give energy, influence. I want to hear. Money. Yeah, if you have billions, it's okay. I can give three hundred million. Well, yeah, but it's still a big deal million. because I'm not looking at it in the scope of he has this much, so he only gave this much percentage. I'm looking at it as he changed this many people's lives individually. I mean, I agree. I'm yeah. not saying it's a bad thing. I think, I think it's a great did a thing. thing. Dude, know, I think, I think we thing. need like heroes that aren't. Famous. famous, you well, know, all you of our heroes hero, are famous. You become famous, really. Well, though. yeah, but like I mean, all, all of our heroes media. are are pop culture yeah. culture celebrities. Which I agree um, to Jazz's point that like when you're an artist, if you're just thinking about it, you're an artist. You you have to like fulfill your internal like artistic yeah. mission, whatever that is. And whether you grow into like, I definitely agree with you that like if you have a platform, of course, like 
use it for good. I don't think there's anything more worthwhile in the world than what what is your point, you know? Yeah. But I get it that not everybody's like that and you can't, well, that's the I whole thing. The whole you got to let people thing live. with musicians and stuff right. because that's their passion. That's what they want to do. So they're fulfilling their, you know, what they want to do with that. Right. So I get that. But I just don't understand Kim Kardashian because I don't see her artistry. I don't know what she is doing. Right. But like, you're not going to see everybody's she's artistry. She's in the you know art of I mean? making money. And she's not going to so blame really herself. Make she's, all that money. What are you doing with it? Like, give back. Like, dumb. If you want to get me paid, I'll take it. Yeah. I'm know? not saying she shouldn't take it. But I'm saying with all that money that you have, even if it's not money, I... I, I'm not saying I know exactly what she's doing at all times. I just feel like I could see more of her giving back than but, I, what I'm seeing. She doesn't have to, but we don't have to do a lot of things that we do. But we don't the, have to be nice and people. Then we should do more than we, we do. We should always what? do more. You know, so I'm saying everybody could use the same argument. To the point of like celebrities or whatever, they probably have a bunch of stuff that we don't know about yeah. just because yeah. it's not publicized doesn't mean right. they're not doing it. But at the same time, people like ourselves, normal we work every day. Like, what are they doing? There's more of us than there are of just this right. 1% oh, it's very of true. celebrities. It's very true. And it's like... We have a bigger impact. You know I, mean? I can't expect them because like in the world that we live in, this is a world where, you know, there's a lot of evil stuff mm -hmm. going on on a daily basis. So especially like in Hollywood, mm -hmm. from the, you know, from the perspective of Hollywood, music industry, Hollywood industry, whatever, there's a lot of stuff going on that they're probably involved in. Mm -hmm. So if there's an evil world that's giving you paid, yeah. then I can't expect you to leave that like right, that right. little small check group on the of society, type, type yeah, of thing, exactly, yeah. to go become something amazing and positive. Right. Like you kind of have to come from the outside and jump in that thing if you want to do something amazing. Yeah, like, you know, and touch. But Courtney, you come from a family of musicians, and mm -hmm. you know a lot of you know famous artists, obviously, and you know our, my grandpa, and we know a lot of people. Yeah. I know a lot of people who've had a lot of money mm -hmm. are very unhappy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Very, very, very unhappy. So if you can't sleep at night and live with yourself, totally. I don't see the point of the money. I don't either. But that's also because you have a perspective, you know, to look through, like a paradigm. Yeah. You've yeah. seen it. But also, once you get it, it's a whole different Yeah, yeah. Issue. Well, we also, like, give celebrities way too much. Like, these aren't always necessarily educated people. Yeah, I mean. you know? Yeah, they're usually, like, there's a lot of addiction in Hollywood. There's I mean, a lot of depression. Anyway? There are a lot of young, the people that are yeah. doing it, they're, like, 20. Exactly. They're, like, so 20 that's what I'm to saying. 25 years old. Like, yeah. they're stupid. What do they I mean, know? It's a jewel to get somebody like Kendrick. That's yeah. what I'm yeah. saying. And, yeah. and let's hope that that doesn't get, yeah. you know what I mean, tainted as, mm -hmm. as like he gets deeper into the industry. But that's like the thing. It's like maybe we're looking in the wrong place. Although there is like conscious media. But why are we looking? Why are we looking Because the world is effed no, up and we're trying to looking more. Inward. Not to say that I am like my own No, but you're model, right. But you know what it I mean? Like internally. we are always looking out to see like, oh, that's I want to be like them. I yeah. want to do this. I want to do that. Yeah. And it's like, you got to wrap that back around and look yeah. in the mirror. Wait, Court, why don't you start us off with a little freestyle about... Uh, oh. Little... <laughs> oh. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> On the spot. <laughs> a little... Um, okay. Yeah. Right. Race relations. Yeah, a little race relations freestyle. I know you have some in your up like your I'm, sleeve. I feel like I'm Charlemagne or something. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, Charlemagne's cool though, right? Do I not deserve what oh, Charlemagne cool. deserves? You, no, you're cool. Oh, okay. All right. You have all the. I have all the tape in the world. Thank you. So, whoa, whoa, yo, sure. They put Tubman on the 20. What was free became a toll road. They want to run your mind. I'm talking laps around a rose bowl. Sign on the dotted line if you will enroll. No. Corruption out of D.C. It's only right we go, go. Bounce like Lolo. They bounce like 6-4. I pounce like Mufasa. The gazelle be the piss po. Everybody talking like they woke, but I don't know, bro. Because when I look around, I'm seeing more Z's than Zorro. Ooh. Wake up. Better check your pay stubs. It's the gospel of peace. Ten and a half. Stay laced up. I ain't worried about no beast because my king replaced us. And the judgment been secure, grave open, case shut. I've been arrested more than once. Never stood before a jury because he kept his hand on me, eye on me, Nick Fury. Now I marvel at the grace of my God, chasing in raw. Woo! Heal me from the face of my fraud. Image of God. <laughs>